section ten of the dove's nest and other stories this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the dove's nest and other stories by katherine mansfield daphne i had been in port willen six months when i decided to give a one-man show not that i was particularly keen but little field the picture shop man had just started a gallery and he wanted me begged me rather to kick off for him he was a decent little chap i hadn't the heart to refuse and besides as it happened i had a good deal of stuff that i felt it would be rather fun to palm off on any one who was fool enough to buy it so with these high aims i had the cards printed the pictures framed in plain white frames and god knows how many cups and saucers ordered for the private view what was i doing in port willen oh well why not i'll own it does sound an unlikely spot but when you are an impermanent movable as i am it's just those unlikely spots that have a trick of holding you i arrived intending to stay a week and go on to fiji but i had letters to one or two people and the morning of my arrival hanging over the side of the ship while we were waiting in the stream with nothing on earth to do but stare i took an extraordinary fancy to the shape to the look of the place it's a small town you know planted at the edge of a fine deep harbor like a lake behind it on either side there are hills the houses are built of light painted wood they have iron roofs colored red and there are big dark plummy trees massed together breaking up those light shapes giving a depth warmth making a composition of it well worth looking at well we needn't go into that but it had me that fine morning and the first days after my arrival walking or driving out in one of the big swinging rocking cabs i took an equal fancy to the people not quite all of them the men left me cold yes i must say colonial men are not the brightest specimens but i never struck a place where the average of female attractiveness was so high you can't help noticing it for a peculiarity of port willen is the number of its tea-shops and the vast quantities of tea absorbed by its inhabitants not only tea sandwiches cream cakes ices fruit salad with fresh pineapples from eleven o'clock in the morning you meet with couples and groups of girls and young married women hurrying off to their first tea it was a real eleven o'clock function even the business men knocked off and went to a cafe and the same thing happened in the afternoon from four until half-past six the streets were gay as a garden which reminds me it was early spring when i arrived and the town smelled of moist earth and the first flowers in fact wherever one went one got a strong whiff like the whiff of violets in a wood which was enough in itself to make one feel like lingering there was a theatre too a big bare building plastered over with red and blue bills which gave it an oriental look in that blue air 
and a touring company was playing Santoy. I went my first evening. I found it, for some reason, fearfully exciting. The inside smelled of gas, of glue and burnt paper, whistling draughts cut along the corridors. A strong wind among the orchestra kept the palms trembling, and now and again the curtain blew out and there was a glimpse of a pair of large feet walking rapidly away but what women what girls in muslin dresses with velvet sashes and little caps edged with swans down in the intervals long ripples and laughter sounded from the stalls from the dress circle and i leaned against a pillar that looked as though it was made of wedding cake icing and fell in love with whole rows at a time then i presented my letters i was asked out to dine and i met these charmers in their own homes that decided it they were something i had never known before so gay so friendly so impressed with the idea of one's being an artist it was rather like finding oneself in the playground of an extremely attractive girl's school i painted the premier's daughter a dark beauty against a tree hung with long bell-like flowers as white as wax i painted a girl with a pigtail curled up on a white sofa playing with a pale red fan and a little blonde in a black jacket with pearl-gray gloves i painted like fury i'm fond of women as a matter of fact i'm a great deal more at ease with women than i am with men because i've cultivated them i suppose you see it's like this with me i've always had enough money to live on and the consequence is i have never had to mix with people more than i wished and i've equally always had well i suppose you might call it a passion for painting painting is far and away the most important thing in life as i see it but my work's my own affair it's the separate compartment which is me no strangers allowed in i haven't the smallest desire to explain what it is i'm after or to hear other men if people like my work i'm pleased if they don't well if i was a shrugging person i'd shrug this sounds arrogant it isn't i know my limitations but the truth about oneself always sounds arrogant as no doubt you've observed but women well i can only speak for myself i find the presence of women the consciousness of women an absolute necessity i know they are considered a distraction that the very big pots seal themselves in their hives to keep away all i can say is work without women would be to me like dancing without music or food without wine or a sailing boat without a breeze they just give me that what is it stimulus is not enough inspiration is far too much that well if i knew what it is i should have solved a bigger problem than my own and problems aren't in my line i expected a mob at my private view and i got it too what i hadn't reckoned on was that there would be no men it was one thing to ask a painter fellow to knock you up something to the tune of fifty guinea or so but it was quite another to make an ass of yourself staring 
the port willin men would as soon have gazed into shops true when you came to europe you visited the galleries but then you shop gazed too it didn't matter what you did in europe you could walk about for a week without being recognized so there were little field and i absolutely alone among all that loveliness it frightened him out of his life but i didn't mind i thought it rather fun especially as the sightseers didn't hesitate to find my pictures amusing i'm by no means an out-and-out modern as they say people like violins and landscapes of telegraph poles leave me cold but port willen is still trying to swallow rossetti and hope by watts is looked upon as very advanced it was natural my pictures should surprise them the fat old lady mararis became quite hysterical she drew me over to one drawing she patted my arm with her fan i don't wonder you drew her slipping out she gurgled and how depressed she looks the poor dear never could have sat down in it it's much too small there ought to be a little cake of pear soap on the floor and overcome by her own joke she flopped on the little double bench that ran down the middle of the room and even her fan seemed to laugh at that moment two girls passed in front of us one i knew a big fair girl called may pollock pulled her companion by the sleeve daphne she said daphne and the other turned towards her then towards us smiled and was born christened part of my world from that moment daphne her quick beautiful smile answered saturday morning was gloriously fine when i woke up and saw the sun streaming over the polished floor i felt like a little boy who has been promised a picnic it was all i could do not to telephone to daphne was she feeling the same it seemed somehow such a terrific lark that we should be going off together like this just with a couple of rucksacks and our bathing suits i thought of other weekends the preparation the emotional tension the amount of managing they'd needed but i couldn't really think of them i couldn't be bothered they belonged to another life it seemed to me suddenly so preposterous that two people should be as happy as we were and not be happier here we were alone miles away from everybody free as air and in love with each other i looked again at daphne at her slender shoulders her throat her bosom and passionately in love i decided with fervor wouldn't it be rather absurd then to behave like a couple of children wouldn't she even in spite of all she had said be disappointed if we did and i went off at a tremendous pace not because i thought she'd run after me but i did think she might call or i might look round it was one of those still hushed days when the sea and the sky seem to melt into one another and it is long before the moisture dries on the leaves and grasses one of those days when the sea smells strong and there are gulls standing in a row on the sand the smoke from our wood fire hung in the air and the smoke of my pipe mingled with it i caught myself staring at nothing i felt dull and angry i couldn't get over the ridiculous affair you see my amour propre was wounded monday morning was grey cloudy 
one of those mornings peculiar to the seaside when everything the sea most of all seems exhausted and sullen there had been a very high tide the road was wet on the beach there stood a long line of sickly-looking gulls when we got on board she sat down on one of the green benches and muttering something about a pipe i walked quickly away it was intolerable that we should still be together after what had happened it was indecent i only asked i only longed for one thing to be free of this still unsmiling and pitiful that was the worst of it creature who had been my playful daphne for answer i telephoned her at once and asked if i might come and see her that evening her voice sounded grave unlike the voice i remembered and she seemed to deliberate there was a long pause before she said yes perhaps that would be best then i shall come at half-past six very well and we went into a room full of flowers and very large art photographs of the harbor by night a misty day moonrise over the water and i know i wondered if she admired them why did you send me that letter oh but i had to said daphne i meant every word of it i only let you come to-night to no i know i shall disappoint you i'm wiser than you are for all your experience i shan't be able to live up to it i'm not the person for you really i'm not End of section 10